Hello, everybody. My name is Jeremy Augusta, and this is the In It Together podcast. I'm a columnist, reporter, and podcaster here at CM Life, joined by my co-host. I'm Emily Davis. I am a student at CMU, and I am the opinion editor for CM Life. Yeah, and I really want to start out by talking about the Kavanaugh hearing because there's been a landslide of developments coming through. So first thing first and the biggest news is that uh, about a week ago, Senator Dianne Feinstein released a strange news release (laughs) that said, I have received information from an individual concerning the nomination of Brett Kavanaugh to the Supreme Court. That individual strongly requested confidentiality, declined to come forward or press the matter further. I have honored that decision. I have, however, referenced the matter to the federal investigative authorities. Unfortunately, um, that person did not remain anonymous. She actually came forward. Her name is Christine Blasey Ford. Um, Basically, in her letter, she tells a story about how she was 15 at the time um, Kavanaugh was 17. They were at a house party, um, drunk. Uh, stumbling drunk, as she puts it, and they uh, corralled her into a bedroom, and Brent Kavanaugh forced himself on her and tried to take her clothes off mm-hmm. while his friend Mark Judge um, jumped on them several times. I don't know whether that was to stop it or to. Yeah, I don't understand help. what that means, but. but yeah, and this is all corroborated by a couples therapy session in 2012 where. Uh, she basically told the same story that she's telling now. Um, of course, Republicans are saying things like, why did it take her this long to come forward? Mm-hmm. And look at all these people who knew him in high school and didn't have a problem with him. Yeah, but I completely understand why she would wait to come forward, considering yeah. most sexual survivors or sexual assault survivors don't want to talk about it to begin with. But since he could potentially be in a position with way too much power for someone like that. I totally understand why she would wait to come forward until Mm -hmm. now. Yeah, and she's already talked about how there are reporters at her house constantly. And Mm -hmm. she knew when the BuzzFeed reporter showed up at her house, she had to come forward because the cat was kind of already out of the bag. Right. Now, this confirmation hearing has been, I don't want to say disaster for Republicans, (laughs) but it's been pretty damn close. Mm -hmm. So there was a leaked email to Kavanaugh from um, a Republican operative that basically said we need to zip whoever the nominee is through the process because our opposition has raised $20 million and right. quote-unquote cannot beat 20 mil. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was Camilla Harris's line of questioning where she asked uh, Kavanaugh who he talked to yes. um, at the law firm that's defending the president, and he said, I think you have a name in mind that you won't mm-hmm. tell me. And Kamala Harris basically said, we know you talked to somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was very confusing. Yeah, that hasn't that. totally developed a ton, mm-hmm. but there seems to be more and more things coming through to like legitimate things that are coming through to discredit Kavanaugh mm-hmm. and why he shouldn't be confirmed. Mm-hmm. Um, Cory Booker released uh, materials that were withheld by Republicans from Democrats for a long time. Um, mm-hmm. Thousands of emails um, that were withheld to make Kavanaugh look better. Um, Mm -hmm. He's misled Congress on several occasions when talking. For example, he said birth control is a form of um, abortion or something along those lines. Plan B. Yeah, plan B is a form of abortion, which is just an insane thing to say. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it basically means that he sees Roe v. Wade as something that could change in the future, which is a big no-no for a lot of people. Even um, uh, like more moderate Republicans. Yeah, Um, yeah. And that's really going to challenge them on their seats if they vote. Uh, like Collins from Maine, I believe. 
mm-hmm. who or uh, Murkowski from Alaska. If they vote to confirm, um, if they vote to confirm Kavanaugh, that could be a death sentence for their seats, especially because mm-hmm. they're in swing vote areas. Is there anything else you want to say about Kavanaugh? Because quite honestly, the more I read about him, the more <laughs> depressed I am. Um, I just really can't believe it's even gotten this far. Like the fact that the hearings have even happened are kind of ridiculous to me just because he's such a garbage person. It seems like he just, I don't know, just as a woman too, I'm kind of scared for if he becomes confirmed because it seems like a lot of my rights might be taken away. Yeah, so. <laughs> literally it could be the end of some of your, of some of, Half of the country's rights. Yeah, exactly. That's terrifying. It boggles my mind that Trump was allowed to pick this guy. <laughs> it it doesn't make any sense with all of this stuff coming out. Yeah. I guarantee there's no way you don't know Kavanaugh has done these things. Right. Yeah. I just I can't believe these things are just now coming out. Like I feel like I don't know. I mean, obviously they've been people behind the curtains trying to keep everything from coming out, but yeah, it's just ridiculous. They've done a really bad job of it. But I'm not just because all this is coming out doesn't mean that he won't get confirmed because Trump's um, recording of the pussy grabbing incident was released. What, like a few weeks before the election? Yeah, a and month that or two didn't before really the election. do much. That, yeah. Yeah. It's. The level of just like doing illegal things mm-hmm. and still being put in the United States government <laughs> has to be at an all time high. Like yeah. this has to be peak. People breaking laws and still getting voted into, or just into us office. knowing about it now. It's not a secret anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's actually that's very true. Um, so let's transition from that. All right. Uh, do you want to talk about the Woodward book? Yeah, we can. Um, have you purchased the Woodward? I book have not yet? purchased the book. I've kind of been, <laughs> I've kind of been in a like I have nothing to read, but every time I try to read, I can't yeah. focus on it. Um, I'll read some quotes from it. All right. Um, this is John Kelly. Actually, I'm going to say a quote, and I'd like you to guess. Who it is? Who you, who okay. you think said this. Well, it's not John I'm Kelly, I'm going to skip the it? John Kelly okay. one. Um, okay. I stole it off his desk. I wouldn't let him see it. He's never going to see that document. Got to protect the country. Jeff Sessions or Mike Pence? Nope, that's no? Cone. Um, that oh, was a hard one. That was a hard right. one. Um. Let me try and find. Yeah, most of them are from people who no longer work with the campaign. And Kelly, John Kelly loves saying crazy things like calling Trump an idiot or unhinged. Yeah. Telling Trump he would end up in an orange jumpsuit if he testified to special counsel Robert Mueller. Yep. I saw that. Which is he? I don't know. A lot of people are saying that he shouldn't testify. He absolutely should not because he lies all the time and perjuring himself in front of the special (laughs) counsel is a great way to get knocked out of office. Um, Although, according to Brett Kavanaugh, the president cannot be um, charged with a crime. Which is just great news for him. Rudy Giuliani is saying the same (laughs) thing. So if everyone around him is saying that, then he can just do whatever he wants. Like he is right now. Yeah. (laughs) Rudy Giuliani has fallen so far down the crazy hole because when he was governor of New York, like there was kind of a mutual respect. Like, yeah. okay, Giuliani's got us through 9-11. Yeah. He's a decent guy, although he did get booed when he was throwing out a pitch at the yeah. Yankees game. Yeah. Wait, was um, he governor or mayor? May- he was, he was mayor, mayor of New York. I apologize. Okay, right. Yeah. But like, yeah. just he's fallen so far down the shithole. Well, 
I think Trump has a crazy radar and anyone who is just as crazy as him gets brought into his administration. Absolutely. Same with Kellyanne Conway. There's just certain people in his administration who are experts at just insanely flipping the truth around mm-hmm. and making you think that you're the one that's crazy for not agreeing with them. I don't actually think Kellyanne Conway's crazy. You, well, okay, I don't think she's crazy, but I do think she's a bad person, and I think she's extremely manipulative. I like, I also think those things. <laughs> However, her husband on Twitter is mm-hmm. one of Trump's biggest critics. Really? Just constantly laying into the Trump administration, oh my God. which is why I think that she's just playing it up. Mm-hmm. There was an interview with Fox that she did mm-hmm. where she basically said, um, my husband's tweets are ridiculous and are like terrible and like condoning them. Mm. And then after she said it, she went to the reporter, make sure you write that as someone familiar with the marriage. And he goes, no, this is on the record. Like I already (laughs) have it down. You can't tell me not to. She's insane. Yeah. Just looking at her makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. She looks like she's just had way too much though. Like (laughs) I think she might crash soon because that (laughs) woman looks like she is just at the end of her ropes. She's like slowly, like pulling together all the crazy things that got Trump to this point. And I feel like she's the centerfold. Like she's been the PR agent uh-huh. behind, like through three different campaign managers, mm-hmm. one of whom is now in jail. <laughs> she's been the one like holding it together. And now that Paul Manafort has been uh, indicted of several things, mm-hmm. eight counts, I believe. And mm-hmm. now that he's essentially flipped, yeah, um, he uh, basically admitted guilt and said that he would work with the special counsel. Yeah, and then which is scary for yeah, Trump. Very scary for Trump. <laughs> and what's telling is shortly before that he said Paul Manafort's going to tell the truth, mm-hmm. or Paul Manafort was loyal to the campaign. He's going to tell the truth. Yeah. And then they deleted that tweet. Yeah, and, and took then away. He's, a he's gonna, liar. Yeah, he's a horrible yeah. liar. So just again, more on the Trump administration's flip flopping back and forth. Um, okay, now that. Um, national politics is insane. Yes. I'd like to talk about something less insane, and that okay. is uh, Michigan politics. All right. So first <laughs> off, we'll start from the top, and we'll talk about uh, governor? the governor. All right. Um, so I know you and I have like personally talked about this a little bit, but what is your opinion on Gretchen Whitmer, and do you think she'll be able to beat Shooty? I do think she, I thank you for saying his name because I never know how to say it. Neither. I, I do hope that's right. I <laughs> think this is a unique circumstance in mm-hmm. which a Democrat can really perform well in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Snyder's super low approval ratings, poisoning in Flint, Trump's mm-hmm. lower approval ratings. Um, things like that are reasons why I can see Democrats taking this cycle, mm-hmm. even though conservatives in Michigan are hammering the Jennifer Granholm part two. Yeah. Which is a totally sexist way to advertise against a political campaign <laughs> yeah. is by comparing her to other women in politics. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen like Nancy Pelosi comparisons mm-hmm. when they don't they have like totally dissimilar jobs. Yeah. And, it's insane. Just yeah. any woman can't work in politics without being compared to another woman. Essentially. In politics. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's also strange to me that she's being painted at the as this super liberal candidate which she totally isn't not at all which is why i think she'll kind of have some trouble with younger demographics just because like same thing with hillary clinton she's very she's been in the game for a long time she's polished she knows what she's doing but it just seems like she's not super genuine or authentic yeah and i get that feeling every time i see the fix the damn roads oh my god that just seems pandery to me if i hear her call herself a michigander one more time like that is not a campaign point that's not 
anything we really need to Little know. Michigander. It's time to fix the damn roads. Great, I'm Gretchen. tired of hearing it. We need something else. And that kind of brings us to um, kind of where Michigan primaries came from and why we're here with Gretchen Whitmer. Yes. And that's uh, uh, Abdul El-Sayed mm-hmm. was really the big progressive hard hitter. And mm. I know we both voted for him. Yeah, I love um, him. I kind of knew he was going to lose the primary. Same. But I really did want him to win because I feel like he better represents us, especially in the young people in Michigan. Although mm-hmm. he, I don't think, would have stand, stood a chance against a Republican. I don't think so either. I think um, a lot of people in Michigan are just still a little, a lot of people in the whole country, but in Michigan as well, are just still a little bit racist. And I don't <laughs> think that they would want a Muslim governor. Yeah, I Just I to agree. put it point blank. <laughs> I agree not with those people, but with your sentiment. Right. That it would be very hard for someone who's not white to win the governor's seat in Michigan. Definitely. Um, and he was very progressive, which I'm hyper progressive, hyper progressive. He was all for recreational marijuana, all for gun control, not even extreme gun control, like very relaxed, in my opinion, mm-hmm. gun control. It just and Gretchen kind of refuses to talk about those things. She doesn't really talk about it's gun so control. painful as someone who falls left to see your candidate not talk about anything you care about. Mm-hmm. And if she continues, that's why she's going to lose. Yeah. It's because we're so unenergized about fix the damn roads. Yeah, because people our age are kind of more concerned like, okay, but there's school shootings all the time. Yeah. Um, My friends are getting arrested for having marijuana. Like, come on. Can you do something about my hundreds of thousands of dollars in student loans? Like, or like give me health insurance. One? Or health insurance. <laughs> Any of them. I'd love Anything. it. Anything. But no, the road. I don't, even, I don't even drive a car up here. I ride a bike. <laughs> I don't care about the roads. I mean, I drive a car, but I, I care much less about the roads <laughs> than my debt and, and my health insurance. anything else. Right. Yeah. I think the Republican lineup was boring Yeah. in Michigan. I kind of feel like they were all different versions of each other mm-hmm. honestly Just slightly altered yeah but they i don't know there were some especially horrible candidates um what was his name patrick colbeck is that his name yeah was he the lieutenant governor no um he was the one who made comments about the muslim brotherhood in front of abdul al said i remember that said yes basically trying any like last ditch attempt because i think he came in almost last like very close Good. and yeah he was just ridiculous. He was, um, yeah, I don't know, kind of the worst. <laughs> there are a lot of uh, Republican candidates like that. And there are also Democrat ones, like um, mm-hmm. Shri. Yes. He was ridiculous. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I was relieved that he did not uh, win. He was enthusiastic. You got to meet him, didn't you? I did, and it was weird. <laughs> um, he was kind of like talking to a robot. Honestly, everything I said to him, he just regurgitated points that I had already heard before. And like, I literally could have heard what he said from anybody else Mm -hmm. there who was working on this campaign. He was friendly, um, but not a candidate. (laughs) Not really. Um, Okay, let's go down a little bit um, to the um, senatorial race. Yes. Um, So uh, John James and Sandy Pensler were the two... Uh, Republican mm-hmm. um, candidates. Now it's John James. Yeah, John James won. They yes. basically tried to out-conservative each other, and mm-hmm. John James got the Trump endorsement, so that's why they mm-hmm. won. Um, I saw two of their commercials back-to-back where they each said that they each other supported Obamacare. Mm-hmm. Um, the winner is going to go up against uh, 
Debbie Stabenow, who is a funding juggernaut. <laughs> she has so much money to yeah. fight either of these. Yeah. Um, do you predict a flip? Do you think Stabenow sees going to turn red? Uh, I don't know. Honestly, I, I don't know. I've heard a lot of people who are kind of against her, but I've never heard anyone like passionately speak. Yeah, she's kind of a veteran. And yeah. even the people in that whole whole area who aren't necessarily um, Democrats mm-hmm. are kind of fine with the status quo, I feel. Yeah, I feel like she has a lot of trust and just, you know, she's going to get the job done. At yeah. the very least, she yeah. knows what she's doing, which is all you really need in mm-hmm. this day. Although she has had a lot of, um, a lot of the more progressive Democrats have come after her for not being super progressive. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember uh, protesters yelling at, a video of protesters yelling at her on Capitol Hill, which was interesting considering she's been serving the district for so long. Mm-hmm. What were they yelling at her about? I want to say it was either Medicare for all mm. or she voted on, she voted yes on someone in Trump's cabinet. Mm. So either, it could be either of those. Mm-hmm. I think both are equally as likely. Right. I don't know. I'm really hoping the seat stays blue, but we'll see because Michigan has kind of surprised me lately. So. Yeah, Michigan surprises me every single race we have here, mm-hmm. um, especially Trump winning. Trump winning was very surprising because, well, even before that, like it was very surprising to me that um, Bernie Sanders beat Hillary Clinton in yeah. Michigan. Yeah, that was crazy. But that's because so many young people came out. I think mm-hmm. and. I don't know. I'm kind of discouraged after Trump won. So, yeah. See, Michigan to me is weird. I actually got into a debate with somebody who's on a campaign of Gretchen Whitmer's or who's somebody who worked for her campaign on Twitter mm-hmm. talking about how the Democrats in Michigan are more um, like progressive Democrats, even mm-hmm. old people, mm-hmm. in the fact that progressive Democrats usually aren't too strong on gun control, whereas modern or moderate Democrats are. It's like an mm-hmm. like so Bernie Sanders mm-hmm. was very like never talked about gun control. Mm-hmm. And when he did, it was like super assault weapons. Stuff. Right. Yeah. So that little section of mm-hmm. the Democratic Party seems to culminate itself in Michigan's elections. Yeah. So like John Dingell, who um, is like an NRA member mm-hmm. and a Democrat, um, he's very popular in Michigan mm-hmm. b- because He's pro-gun and he's yeah. a Democrat. Yeah. So those two, that strange dichotomy of Michigan uh, Republicans going to progressive values right. is something that's fascinated me. That and is I, strange. I think it goes back to the unions and the auto workers and things like that. Like That could be, honestly. I don't know. Michigan, we kind of talked about this in one of my um, my media law class with Boudreaux. Um, it's very confusing. Like even just CMU, it's a very more liberal campus in the middle of a very rural. Trump country. Yes, like farm country. People driving around with trucks, waving conservative flags mm-hmm. everywhere. Like it's Confederate flags. It's just ridiculous. And a lot of Michigan is like middle of nowhere, very rural. Yes, and a lot of conservative. I don't know. Not really sure where I was going with that. But <laughs> Speaking of um, tight races and not really knowing who's going to win, um, there was the GOP primary, or the not the GOP primary, yeah. the New York governor's primary. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you followed that at all. Not super close. Um, there was a super liberal, this, is, this actually is very interesting, um, it was super interesting election results in that it was Kumio, I believe, mm-hmm. who was the 
governor of New York mm-hmm. versus Cynthia Nixon. Uh-huh. Um, and Cynthia Nixon was a far left, like, um, legalized marijuana, um, right. get people out of jail who are in jail for marijuana, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. She only won, I think Vox pointed this out, the hipster white vote. Really? So African-Americans didn't vote for mm-hmm. um, upper class people. Like upper class white people were the only people who voted for her. Is that what the hipster white vote Basically, is? Basically, like, yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the, the hipster white vote is the only showing she got. Hmm. And you can't win in New York only on the hipster right, white yeah. vote. That's crazy. So like candidates like Cynthia Nixon, mm-hmm. um, these far left progressives who I want, I wanted to talk about this with our maybe guest this week, although okay. she canceled. <laughs> but these progressive candidates are so inconsistent to me mm-hmm. in when they perform good, they perform really good, like right. how Bernie Sanders beat Hillary Clinton in Michigan. Yeah. But when they do bad, they tank, mm-hmm. like Cynthia Nixon, who had a ton of energy behind her. Yeah. And I don't know how far-left progressive Democrats can turn that into actual victories, especially because in the 2020 race, we're going to see these hyper-progressive candidates versing moderates. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but they kind of seem to just like crash and burn. Like they seem like they're doing really, really great, and it's just it falls through. I don't know if that's young people aren't voting enough, or just that could be it. Yeah, people in general obviously aren't voting enough. I think me and a million other people in the newsroom have written columns about trying to get people yeah, to vote, get out and, and vote. it's impossible. And, uh, it almost does, it almost never works. No, never, especially with people our age. But yeah. even adults like don't vote. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't know why. And that ruins the elections for us. It does. Um, I remember seeing a map. Um, if nobody was a presidential candidate, they would have won the 2016 election. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so less than half the country voted, basically. Oh, my God. I, one thing that's giving me hope right now um, with our upcoming election is that people have told me they're, they've registered to vote mm-hmm. just so they can vote on legalizing marijuana. Same, which is totally okay with me because that means you're going to vote on everything else too. Yeah. Like, and care about it. Yeah. They have no idea who anybody else is. Mm-mm. They're like, who do I vote no. for for governor? I'm like, if you're voting for marijuana legalization and you want marijuana legalization to Democrats. actually <laughs> work, just color in the straight ticket Democrat bubble at the top or yeah. at least vote for Gretchen Whitmer. Right. Which, okay. So I know you've been researching the legalization of recreational marijuana Michigan. Yeah. So what would that mean for us if that was... Let me pull up my unreleased article. Okay. And actually, <laughs> because we live on campus, or people who do live on campus, right. I don't live on campus. Me either. <laughs> if you live on campus at CMU, it's still illegal for you. Even if you as have As long as you're on campus. Card. Even if you have a med card, Central Michigan University does not let you consume marijuana on campus. Okay, not surprising. I kind of figured that would never happen. Not in your dorms, nothing. Mm-hmm. Um. So, basically to pass, it needs a simple majority on election day. So if it gets over 51%, it wins. Mm-hmm. The legalization only works for people over 21. Right. So if you're under 21, it's still legal for you to smoke weed. Okay. Um, so what are, do they have anything about like the specific rules? Like what does yes. that mean? Okay. So um, let me pull this up. Um, okay, so there are various ways to like quantify who can have weed okay so you're allowed to have weed on you um in public um you can carry it in public Mm -hmm. you can't consume it in public okay so you can have up to 
or 2.5 ounces of wheat on you. Oh my god. Which is a lot 24 of grams an ounce. Uh, I think it's 28 grams 28, an ounce. 28 grams are in an ounce. That's so a lot. you can have a lot of wheat on <laughs> yeah. you. Bricks of wheat. And up to 15 grams of concentrate. So oh my like, god. So THC way more wax. than the normal person walks around with. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> what human being could reasonably <laughs> consume 2.5 ounces and 15 grams of concentrate. Right, because if, it's still not going to be legal to be a drug dealer. So Yeah, you cannot <laughs> privately sell it unless you have certain business licenses. Right. So, for example, commercial growers who have a Class A license can have up to 100 plants. Mm-hmm. Growers with a Class B license can have up to 500 plants. And Class C licenses can have up to 2,000 plants. Wow. So those are like industrial mm-hmm. um, weed manufacturers, yeah. basically. There is, however, a stipulation for smaller people who do want to grow their own weed. And you mm-hmm. can grow your own weed. You just can't sell it. Wow. So you can have a marijuana micro business mm-hmm. license, which is like microbreweries, mm-hmm. but for weed. And mm-hmm. that lets you have up to 150 plants. Wow. That's um, insane. That's so, a lot of weed. Would places like medical dispensaries that we have now in Michigan, would those turn into places kind of like liquor stores for weed? Like, Yeah, kind of. Okay. And you have to have a new license to sell recreational marijuana. Okay. And the some of the literature has said that Medical marijuana places that already exist will have first priority in getting mm-hmm. approved or unapproved right. for recreational stuff. Okay. Um, again, uh, you can't smoke weed and, like, go to a public park okay. or do it at the university. So right. you can't walk around campus mm-hmm. uh, smoking a joint. Um, although places... it would be funny to see. Yeah. <laughs> um, even, like, public places, like, you can't go to a state park and smoke weed. Okay. That's illegal as well. Um employers can still fire or refuse to hire you if you test positive for marijuana. Okay. And um, landlords can prohibit renters from smoking marijuana on their property. Okay. However, there was a little loophole in the proposal that said you could use edibles. Hmm. Um, Okay. Yeah, so that's probably going to go between landlords. Like, some might be okay with it and some might not. So could restaurants, not so much restaurants, but places like bars, can they decide to make it okay to smoke in their bar? Or is that probably... Well, it Not is illegal to smoke happen. cigarettes in public places. And oh, I, it is. I forgot. I don't think um, like there's an exception in the literature for right. being able to smoke weed in those places, mm-hmm. especially because under 18 people or under 21 people can be there. Right. Um, there will be like um, bars where you can go to specifically smoke weed. Okay. But like I said, they need specific licenses. So smoking right. lounges can be open to people who are over 21. So that might be a new thing in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Cool. That could be it's a it's a totally new industry and that's why people are yeah. super jazzed about it. What do the polls look like on that? It was 50-50 last time I checked. Okay. But all of those polls are done from conducting phone interviews right. and landlines mm-hmm. and nobody over the age of or under the age of 30 has a landline. <laughs> yeah, that's not a great system at all. Yeah. Um I I don't know. I think if people our age show up, it'll do pretty good. I I agree. I think that of all the possible, like every historical, like legalization effort of anything in Michigan, mm-hmm. this one is really looking promising. Yeah, because uh, even if you're conservative, like this isn't really something many people. Yeah, a lot of conservatives who consider themselves libertarians say, "Weed's mm-hmm. fine by me." Yeah. And if I had to put a number on what I think it's going to pass, I think it's going to be like seventy thirty. Wow. Okay, one more question about that. What does that mean for people in Michigan who've been incarcerated for marijuana? Does that talk about it or? It does not 
except for the fact that if you've been incarcerated in the past, mm-hmm. they cannot use that possession of marijuana to stop mm-hmm. you from seeing your your kids. That's it. So in that's the only thing that I got from it. Okay. So in so right now, if you've been incarcerated for mm-hmm. possession of marijuana, right. the state can keep you away from your children, basically. Right. Um, that cannot happen. So I'll read right from it. Okay. A person shall not be denied custody or visitation with a minor for conduct that is that is permitted by this act unless the person's behavior is such that it creates an unreasonable danger to the minor that can clearly be articulated and substantiated. Hmm. So if you're... if Going to jail for marijuana has stopped yeah. you from your kids. Mm-hmm. This act will let you see your kids again. And that's an insane thing that I didn't even know. That is insane. Like just being caught with weed, you can't see your kids again. So what about people who are incarcerated right now? It doesn't talk about that. No, it doesn't. And that's, that's a, a huge That's a very problem. difficult uphill battle that California is going through right now. Oh, I bet. Um, I don't think it should have been included in this act just because that's such a harder thing to pass. Right. Um, but it's something they'll have to confront. Eventually, right? Eventually, if it is passed. Yeah. I actually, I disagree. So I think the way that moderates, mm-hmm. moderate Democrats mm-hmm. can appeal this issue without mm-hmm. actually risking political capital mm-hmm. is by saying, like, yeah, we made weed legal. And then just dropping it there mm-hmm. and letting letting everybody else figure it out without That's actually. horrible, though, for hundreds of thousands of people. <laughs> yeah. The people who are in jail for something that would not be legal would right. be tragic, really. Yeah. Um. I think that's the way that makes sense politically, and I think that's the way people are going to go with. That's true, because it's much easier to just say, okay, it's legal. We did it. Rather than going through and fixing. We did it. Let's fix the damn Right. (laughs) Um, Oh, Also, you can have up to 12 plants and 10 ounces per household. Just casually, like for you? Yeah. That is insane. I don't. Why would you need to grow your own weed plant in the first place? Save money. (laughs) I guess so. If you have 10 ounces of weed, though, in your house... By God, that those plants can take a break. Insane, yeah. I mean, uh, there wasn't a ton of complaints about the amounts that this I, lists. I think that's ridiculous. I don't know. Maybe it will come into a new age of everyone is growing their own weed. But <laughs> weed, yeah. I mean, I, that sounds like a great world to me when everybody's <laughs> just growing their own weed and hanging out. You can also give weed as a gift. Um, you can't receive money for it, but if you and a friend are over 21, <laughs> it addresses like, that. Merry Christmas, man. Here's a ton of weed. You're That's totally awesome. allowed to do that. Wow. I'm glad they addressed that. That's pressing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there's also, let's, I'll talk a little bit about how it, how it's going to be taxed. Okay. So, uh, marijuana has a 10% excise tax at the retail level. Um, and that'll be on top of the state's 6% income tax. So that's why okay. you want to grow your own plants mm-hmm. so you don't need to spend 16% of the price in taxes. Wow. Um, those revenues will be split um, with 35% going to K-12 through education, 35% going to roads, 15% going to communities that allow marijuana businesses in their, co- in their communities, and 15% to counties where marijuana businesses are located. Hmm. So a lot of this funding is going to stay in the same area that... Yeah. That it comes from, um, I there there's part of that that can be a little concerning. Mm-hmm. So, fifteen percent to communities that allow marijuana businesses in their communities. Mm-hmm. So that insinuates that there is something that lets you disallow marijuana from your community. Which I mean, they do that now yeah. with medical facilities and dispensaries. Exactly. And the language is a little confusing. So mm-hmm. you can't make it illegal to smoke weed in your own home. But you right. can make it illegal to move it in a backpack 
through a certain area, I guess. Okay. And that includes, like, obviously any K through 12 school you can't have mm-hmm. weed anywhere near. Right. But I think this is a great step. Yeah. Um, especially right. if the end goal is getting incarcerated people who have been in jail for marijuana be out of jail. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I'm I'm hopeful. And just like people who voted for Trump even are like, yeah, I'm going to go out and vote for weed. I don't care about anything else. Yeah. It's pretty hard to hate weed, I think. Yeah. It, <laughs> it's very hard to hate weed. Um, there's a hurricane going on right now. Yes, there is. But it's not as bad as we thought it was going to be. Yeah. Still pretty bad. <laughs> Did you see the picture of Anderson Cooper? No. Um, okay, so there's a picture of Anderson Cooper, like, waist deep in water. <sighs> and then there's a different picture 20 feet back of a cameraman standing on dry ground. Oh, my God. Videoing Anderson Cooper <laughs> in the floodwaters. Mm-hmm. So he's received a lot of, uh, <laughs> and rightfully so. Like, yeah. that's totally misleading, and that's not yeah. journalist journalist. What is the word I'm Journalistic? For? Journalistically. Inte- I give up. I'm going to go a different way. It's unethical, basically. Yeah. It's misleading to people who are watching. Well, it- I do think it's important, although I love Anderson Cooper and I do consider him a journalist, I think there's a difference between broadcast journalism yeah, because and they like do kind news. of pull a lot of things like that. Exactly. I saw something a few days ago on Twitter. You might have seen it because I retweeted it. It was um, like a simulation on a news... Did yes. you see that? And yeah. it was like a computer animation showing how high the flooding levels were yeah. in the hurricane. It was kind of terrifying. It yeah. was like That's an incredible really video. intense. It was amazing. I'll illustrate it a little bit for okay. the listeners. So basically there's a newswoman standing on a circular platform in a mm-hmm. newsroom and she's there's a green screen behind her. Mm-hmm. And she goes through like this is what two feet of water would look like. And, and it, it's a very intense speech that she's, yeah, she's getting more she's intense going as it goes hard. on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's like, this is what two feet of water would look like. And like, if there are power lines down, then this could kill you and stuff yeah. like that. And then the water rises and it shows like, mm-hmm. it's like up to her chest. And mm-hmm. she's like, you probably won't survive this kind of yeah. flooding. And then it goes to nine feet and she's like, you definitely won't survive this kind of flooding. Yeah. And it's such a great way to like, if you didn't evacuate, mm-hmm. you need to evacuate. Yeah. And that's pretty much what I think that, what they were trying to say, but yeah. it was terrifying. That's Made an, me really glad I'm not there. Yeah, it's <laughs> an excellent way to handle natural disasters. Yeah. What isn't an excellent way to handle natural disasters is the way Donald Trump has been handling natural disasters during his administration. What natural disasters? There are none, so, according to him. Yeah, the one where um, 3,000 people in Puerto Rico died. That's uh, a lie. Supposedly he's not correct. <laughs> Who would have thought that the several independent studies conducted saying that 3,000 people died in Puerto Rico was engineered by Democrats? To make him look bad. Well, of course it was. Didn't you see him there throwing rolls of paper towels at survivors to help them? I also saw that he really doesn't like that video. Yeah. Like he gets really mad. <laughs> I wouldn't either if I were him. Up. He looks like an idiot. Oh, he looks so dumb. I'm sorry <laughs> your sister died. You have some bounty. Um, <laughs> and then now during this current hurricane, um, yeah. there was a rumor that he took $10 million from FEMA and put I it towards that. ICE. But that's since been debunked. Has um, he taken any funding away from Hurricane Relief at all? I don't believe so. Okay. Um, that story was kind of bullshit. Yeah. So, although it was reported, um, I think there was some misappropriation of funds, and it didn't mm-hmm. actually end up going to ICE instead of FEMA. Um, but, like, the notion of politicizing these events mm-hmm. is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, communities are being wiped out. People are dying. And Chris Christie got shit for it from his own party during um 
the one in New Jersey when he was governor because mm-hmm. Obama came and he there was a picture of him hugging Obama. Yeah. And people thought that that was yeah. terrible. I don't. The notion of making natural disasters partisan is such a such a low point, I think. Just the notion that we even debate whether we need to go help each other is just ridiculous. Yeah. Even like the Puerto Rico, because Puerto Rico isn't a state, that was a debate. Just everything is so ridiculous. Like I have a theory all right. that if you ask 10 people on the street if Puerto Ricans are American citizens, <laughs> at least five of them will not know. We'll be like, 100%. no, they're Puerto Ricans. Right. Well, they they don't have all of the rights. We do. My mother so. told me that. She was like, they're not American. Oh, or my <laughs> father. Sorry. Sorry, mom. She's like, they're not American. Mm-hmm. I was like, they are American. They're American citizens. Yeah, and technically. just had no idea. A lot of people are very misinformed about the way our government works. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Uh, I think this that mistake in Puerto Rico is going to be a really bad thing for Trump in 2020. Ugh, I just hope it isn't a predictor of how this hurricane season is going to go. I really hope we just get over ourselves and help people who are dying and have lost their homes. If someone lost their home in a hurricane, they should get anything they need to rebuild their home. Absolutely. And saying that they shouldn't or taking away funding is such a tragic way to go about it. This is literally a storyline from House of Cards. Yeah. Yeah. Frank Underwood takes money from uh, Mm -hmm. FEMA to fund uh, jobs or something like that. It's ridiculous. Yeah, this season of Real Life House of Cards <laughs> has been really like un... Like, who could have guessed what was going to happen? Who would guess that Trump's personal lawyer would go to jail? <laughs> who would guess that his ex-campaign manager would turn on Trump and well, then go to jail? And it hasn't really affected him that much, other than making him extra paranoid and extra crazy. It really hasn't done much. Yeah, his approval rating is very low, but if you talk to hardcore, like, Made in America Great Again Trump supporters who don't pay close attention, everything's going great. Everything's yeah. awesome. Getting our jobs. The stocks are up. Stocks the are up. The economy is booming, which mm-hmm. the economy doesn't just turn around in two years. That started way before Trump, during the yeah. Obama administration. There's been an influx. And if you're listening to this and you post one of these graphs, I'm talking (laughs) specifically to you because there's some people who go to this college and people that I are friends with on Facebook that do this. And I want you to know how dumb this is. When you're measuring the stats of what two presidents have done, don't take the stat from Obama's first year in office for job rates and unemployment rates and take Trump's because one of them affects the future one Mm -hmm. and one of them doesn't. Yeah, and so, one of them, it was during a recession or right after it was a recession? after he fixed a recession. Right, yeah. so, God, ridiculous. Yeah, there's a counter graph that shows eight years of it of the unemployment rate slowly mm-hmm. going down, mm-hmm. and then the last two are just like this little tiny right. thing. It's like, oh, thanks, Trump. <laughs> no, he really hasn't done that much. I, I mean, how can you do that much when you have no idea what about you're doing. politics or government or mm-hmm. just how to be in charge of things in yeah. general because clearly all of his companies and everything that he has going on are slowly going downhill and they've always been like that. Yeah, he's been so, bankrupt so many times. <laughs> yeah. We really see how inept he truly is when we look at the NAFTA negotiations. Mm-hmm. And there was a leaked memo where he said there won't be an agreement because I don't care enough to get one. He was antagonizing yeah. Canada, which 
Of all the people on the earth to antagonize, don't antagonize the Canadians. Oh, because he is so jealous that... Of Justin Trudeau. Of, yes, because I would love Justin Trudeau to just formally become our president, and I think everyone is I in love with Justin said, Trudeau. I think he said, like, you're not going to move to Canada, stop talking. Yeah. <laughs> like, when Trump first got elected, he's like, calm yeah. down. But I legitimately did look like did look at what it was like to emigrate to Canada. I could live in Vancouver, but the rest of Canada just seems a lot for me. I'm, I don't think I'm... A nice enough of a person to be in Canada twenty four seven, I think I just wouldn't fit in that well. I think I, I think I could pull it off. <laughs> I, I could I, see you. This is a yeah. very friendly place, Mount Pleasant. Yeah, when that's I walk right. around, like this is the like when I go home to Macomb, people don't mm-hmm. give you the nod when you lock eyes in traffic. They just True. ignore you and shake their head. Mm-hmm. But every time I see any, <laughs> I lock eyes with any person in traffic or walking around. I mm-hmm. always get the nod, and that's such a small detail. That is that nice. Mount Pleasant really makes me feel like I'm home. Yeah, I smile at everyone. It's nice. I try to smile, but I'm worried I'm going to come off creepy like, hi. <laughs> yeah, it might be different you for guys, guys honestly. Uh, see my face. Yeah, if some <laughs> if you just start smiling at girls in the hallways, I You're feel like, like that's I a, have a boyfriend. They're like, I don't, I don't care, but okay, <laughs> thank you. Do you know what QAnon is? No. Okay, we're going to have to go way back. So QAnon or QAnon? Either one. All right. So there's a group of people who follow QAnon, which is how I'm going to say it, because it starts from the anonymous okay. 4chan website. Okay. Supposedly, there's an individual who's a high level in the United States government who has been slowly leaking information to the public uh-huh. and who has been um, talking to Trump and, th- and says that Trump and Robert Mueller are working together secretly <laughs> to uh, uncover corruption in the U.S. government. And this okay. is a community that started on 4chan and uh-huh. has became more accessible because it was on Reddit. Uh-huh. And it quickly blew up, much like the Donald did in 2016, and took over the front page. Yeah. Every time I say the Donald, I can't help but yeah, smile. Why did you say that? That's what it's called, the underscore Donald. Oh. It's Donald Trump's subreddit. And that's oh, I didn't the, even know about his yeah, subreddit. The, the Donald is what kick-started, I think, the Trump meme thing, okay. which really helped him win the election. I can yeah. talk about how Reddit influences <laughs> politics all day long. Okay. This subreddit or this community was popularized by this subreddit. Mm-hmm. And all of these individuals, like old, young, would go to Trump rallies and hold up signs that mm-hmm. said Q knows. Mm-hmm. And they would say that like Trump holding up hand signals, like this hand signal right here, I'm making the okay sign, is like Trump signaling to us that um that he knows because Q is like some sort of letter in the alphabet that correlates with this. What? And there are people holding up Q signs at Trump rallies and Trump's even like formally acknowledged it like pointed at the guy holding a sign and go like hey I like your sign and stuff like that What? Reddit banned the subreddit mm-hmm. and they banned hundreds of other ones mm-hmm. so this community now is lost mm-hmm. like they've lost their way to communicate to each other mm-hmm. and to form this kind of um, like conspiratorial bond with uh-huh. each other uh-huh. that is that's what was used to I think help Trump win in 2016 so Reddit as as a platform has influenced national politics simply by banning this subreddit. Wow. And the amount of people angry are off the charts. Like people threatening death upon others on Twitter for making fun of QAnon and like people threatening Reddit mm-hmm. and saying that like there's a pedophile ring or something like that. Like just this conspiracy stuff has gone totally off the rails. Mm-hmm. And tr- Trump has given in and accepted and even 
put this on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. I've never. Does he like directly talk about it, or you think? Yeah, he... like he's acknowledged it before. Okay. Um, I've never. And he's heard never anything said anything about bad about it. Um, this I I constantly lurk on Reddit because mm-hmm. subcultural movements totally originate and like. Reddit is the pond, and when you drop a rock in it, <laughs> it slowly spreads to other social media and uh-huh. to other people. Uh-huh. So that's that's where Trump is now. Okay. Uh, his hardest supporters are without a community and don't have. Well, now it's Twitter, but that's Twitter is also weird down it. community. I don't know if I buy into the fact that I don't think he's smart enough to be involved in anything. Oh, like absolutely that. not. <laughs> there, he's absolutely not working with Robert Mueller. Right. Yeah. In the Mueller investigation. That's ridiculous. That, there's no chance. Zero that that's happening. No. But it goes to show you the power of these super focused followers Mm -hmm. that are currently now on the Donald, just who are just racist and sexist Mm -hmm. and say horrible things about others that have been allowed to um, project them and recruit people. And Reddit is finally doing something about it. Wow. Which I appreciate. Yeah. I mean, that's good. That they're at least trying to do something about it, but when Reddit bans something, it's national news. Like really? They banned. Um, I apparently don't keep. A, I don't get Reddit. I've tried to use it's it. It's like before. the third most popular website it. in the world. I don't understand it. I don't get what it is. You got to work hard. There's so much on there. It takes a long time to get into it. Some of it's weird. I don't. There's a lot of weird. Yeah. It's mostly weird, actually. Yeah. Reddit's a deep, dark place. It's really with a dark. Lot of rabbit holes. Yeah. It kind of. It's what I imagine the dark web looks like. I don't. <laughs> Dark web is so much worse. There's puppies on Reddit. There's no puppies on the dark web unless they're like selling them. Do you know what the dark web looks like? Yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe I'll do a CM Life instructional video on what the dark web is. I don't think because nobody that's knows legal. what it is. It is absolutely legal. It's legal to go on the dark web. Yeah. You just can't buy illegal things on the dark web. You can look. Yeah. Wow. Ugh. It's a whole uh, thing. You got to download something. If I tried to do it on CMU's Wi-Fi or on my apartment Wi-Fi. Uh huh. They would absolutely not be having it. Really? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, you have to download a separate browser. This is mm. enough for a n- whole new episode. <laughs> are you ready to end it? Yes, we are very off topic now. Okay. I think we're good. Thank We've you all for listening. Run. This has been In It Together with Jeremy Augusta and Emily Davis. Bye.